All right, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump right into it. God, thank you for this morning, Lord. Thank you just already, Lord, for the words that have gone out, Father, and um, for just what you're doing this morning, God. And um, Just thank you for your goodness, Father. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Um, Holy Spirit, we, just, we do, we just welcome you here, God, to come and have your way, Lord. This is your service, Father, and these are your children, and this is your bride, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we are your delight, Father, that we are your delight, Lord, and that you look down and you smile over us, Father God, Lord. Holy Spirit, just release something new in this place today, God. Release something new in this place, Father God. Something new of your kingdom, Lord. Something new of your heart today, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you never change, Lord, but that you keep like parts of your heart and parts of your nature hidden to be released at certain times, Lord God. Just to surprise us and to love on us in that way, Father God. And I just ask for that today, Lord. Renew us, refresh us, Father God. I pray for those, Lord, who are on the edge of a cliff, Lord God, like a good cliff, like wanting more, God, that they would just leap off today. Just as Charlie said, Lord, that their life would end today. They would give it over and say, all right, Father, whatever you have for me, that is what I want. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in this place in the past, Lord God. Thank you for the rich heritage that this church has, Father God, of hearing your voice, of seeing you move, Father. Thank you, Lord, that in this place, Lord, we've seen you move, Father God. So good, Lord. So good to have stories, Lord, like that, God. And we just ask, Lord, boldly, that you just continue to visit with us again today, Father. Again, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your smile. Amen. You never can pray enough, you know? You never can. One of these Sundays, I'm just going to go all the way through. Get done, and then we'll bring up the worship team. Amen, Lord. Who was it? Who was the guy that said, I'm so busy today, I'm going to spend an extra two hours in prayer? Who was that? Wesley? Martin Luther? He knew what was going on. He got a few things right. Okay, my name is, for those of you who don't know me, my name is... Ryan Stansky. Um, this, that's my wife, Corey. She's awesome. And uh, we've been going to this church pretty much just as I was getting ready to graduate from college in 2011. Yeah, right around there. We started coming and it's just been an awesome place for us. So that's not right. That moment when you don't realize how old you are, right? In denial. I'm still a college student. Oh, man. That's right, 2007. It was a good year, 2007. All right, we'll reel this one back in, Lord. All right, we're going to jump right in. Who's ready to jump right in? Because I don't have any, like, soft notes to get us into it. So... I got this this morning, one act of obedience. We are one act of obedience away from a church-wide and city-wide breakthrough. One act of obedience away from a church-wide and a city-wide breakthrough. There are countless stories in scriptures. One that came to mind right away was Jesus ministering to the woman at the well. In fact, pastor talked on this just like recently. But he's tired, right? He's taking a break at a well, and he hears the father say, he gets a word of knowledge for this woman that she's had four husbands, right? And he's tired, he's worn out, but he gives the word. He's obedient, and he's like, great, I'll minister to one person, and we'll be done with Samaria because I'm not called to the Samaritans. But you know what happens from that one word? Revival. She goes back to the city, and all of a sudden, the the person who should have been the last person touched by God, has this experience where God knows her name. And she says, everyone has to come out to see. 
And Jesus is held up for three days. And it said, I love there's, there's this verse that says, they no longer believed because of her stories, but because they had encountered God for themselves. Whew. All from one word of knowledge. Because one man, Jesus, not God, Jesus, was obedient to just give a word from the Father, even though he was tired, even though he was trying to get the disciples, you know. Man, I love it. But we're one word, one act of obedience away from a church-wide and city-wide breakthrough. Um, it's so interesting that Charlie shared what he did today because I'm going to be talking about just uh, obedience. And I think that's, it's funny that you mentioned that because that's what it really comes down to when, like Joshua, it's understanding like what season we're in, if we're holding on and obeying in that or if God's calling us to let it go and obeying in that. That's what it comes down to. And that's what God is looking for is obedient hearts, yielded hearts. God is looking for obedient, yielded hearts. I have in here, hashtag easier said than done. Um, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm going to be touching a lot on the supernatural too. Um, but I often pretend I didn't just hear that. Because I know that I have a prophetic calling on my life. But it's not always in my, it's not always a part of my convenience. How many of you know, when Jesus got that word, she's had four husbands, what if it was wrong? And the lady's like, no, 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 I've had one husband. Oh, never mind, word wasn't for you. But seriously, right? I don't know. It was the disciples who wrote the stories, so I'm guessing they picked the best ones. And Jesus was perfect, so I don't know how that applies. Anyway, we won't get into it. It's theology. It's interesting. Um, but, like, what if he was wrong? Anyway, it's not always easy being obedient, and it's not always easy beginning to walk and taking steps of obedience. But it's in that place where we are going to see the church breakthrough. You're going to see personal breakthrough. That is where it's going to be found. God is so good at this. He's just, man, he's so good at the very thing that you think is going to bring breakthrough in your life, isn't it? Well, he's going to set something up for you, and he's going to give you an invitation, and he's going to say, if you'll take this road, it'll lead to breakthrough. Yeah. Corey, my wife, wasn't my wife at the time. We were dating. She said, I grew up in a Baptist church. Anyone else? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, I grew up in a Baptist church, and so I had heard stories about Pentecostal churches, you know. Oh, Lord. So I'm getting ready to graduate from college, and Corey tells me, we were dating at the time, she's like, I'm going to this church because she'd gone to an immersed service and really received from the Lord, and she's like, I'm going. I don't care what you do. I was like, she hadn't got it yet, the whole, you know, anyway. Um, <laughs> Which is awesome, and I love that about her. So she's like, whatever you want to do, I'm going to start going to this church. And I was like, man. So I came in, and of course, like, but there it was, like, that wasn't as much of an act of obedience. I think the greater act of obedience was a week later when God told me, I want you to forget everything you think you know about me, Ryan. Because I'd, I'd come from a church. I knew most, I knew more than any of my, most other my classmates. I knew the stories. I knew doctrines. I knew all these things. And God calls me to this level of obedience. And he says, if you want breakthrough in your life, you're going to have to let it all go. Become like a child again. Start all over. Because when I came into Water's Edge Church, like, I wanted to come in running, you know. Like, like me and me and Charlie. And God's like, it will be. But you're going to start whew, down here as the one who's yet to even know that, I, that you are loved. But out of that place, I can... I can Raise up a tree that will produce fruit. Come on. God is looking for obedient, yielded hearts. Um, and like I said, it's not always easy. My wife is one of my heroes. So this week, we've been getting stuff, and she got stuff for two of her high school friends. How, how many of you know those are not the ones that you want to give words to, Right? You want to give words to the people who are like up here on Sunday mornings that doesn't matter what you say, you know, they're just ready. 
Um, she gets words for two of her high school friends. One of them got back to her right away and was like, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that. Non-believers. The other one still hasn't gotten back to her. So Corey's in this place now of like, wow, she could either be really offended. Like, it's, it's not always easy who, who God gives you the word to. But if we'll be this obedient and yielded hearts, we'll see, you'll see amazing things happen. And it's not always the prophetic. That's like what I'm talking about right now. But it, like, I love this. I love this. I love this. So um, how many of you know, like, how was it like four years ago? Everyone know the International House of Prayer? I mean, have you heard of it? They got 24-7 prayer services going. Well, like four years ago, they encountered this incredible move of God in their midst. And, um, you know, everyone... At first, it didn't come out as to where it began. So everyone would have thought it would have been, right? It would have been like Lou Engle, these guys who've labored for so long in the prayer room, saying, God, come, right? And they, 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 or it would have been the interns, it would have been all these really holy people. Well, they brought it all the way back to one classroom of freshmen, uh, you know, so brand new students to IHOP, you hadn't even spent that much time in the prayer room, right? And the act of obedience was one girl who felt, had it on her heart that she was supposed to open up about her struggle with um, bulimia, right? Bulimia. So you're at like a Christian university, you know? You're at a Christian, you know? She just got back from a missions trip, I'm pretty sure, you know? You're like, dang it, I'm supposed to have it all together. And God says, I want you to share this with the class. And she's thinking, I guarantee you, she did not know the scope of what God wanted to do. God wanted to set a whole campus ablaze. He wanted to shake a city. And he said, you know who I'm going to do it? I'm going I'm to ask this one if she'll be vulnerable. And that will be her step of obedience. She did. She took that step of obedience. And I'm pretty sure what happened was the rest of the class followed suit. Pretty soon, you know, guys are coming up. I'm like, man, I, I struggle with this. This is my area. You guys got to pray for me. And they started praying for one another. And all of a sudden, like, the father was just like, and it was electric. And you can go back and you can watch um, these, uh, these times. And then it continued throughout the conference where interns are coming up on stage. And they were like, I, I judged, like, manifestations of God. I, I thought they weren't of God, or I thought I wasn't someone who encountered God, and I was wrong, you know? Like, I'm starting all over, kind of like what Charlie was saying. Like, I want to encounter God. It was beautiful. One act of obedience. One yielded heart. And no one is disqualified. That's what I love about it. No one is disqualified. If you're here this morning... It's a scary thing, but be open. Oh. It, I'm not telling you you have to, because he doesn't make us. But if you'll listen, he'll tell you something. Oh, Lord. Father. And he's more jealous for our church. He's more jealous for the lost than we are. So funny. Some of you don't know, but like, as Charlie was sharing, all I could think about was, you know, like for him, it looked like scrubbing muffin pans at baby cakes. Like Charlie, that's what he was doing. Like 5 a.m. in the morning, scrubbing muffin pans. The Lord had said, you're going to be an amazing minister. You're going to minister before all these people. And then God left him in a muffin place. I love it. I love it. And he called me up. He said, he said, like three months before God brought him out of there, he said, Ryan, I've come to this place where forever I will minister to people day in and day out at Baby Cakes. And I will minister at the church. And that's my calling, Ryan. And I'm like, I'm ready to do that with the Lord. And the Lord's like, perfect. If I can trust you here, I can trust you there. And so now, I don't know if you guys know, but Charlie... You know, the Lord has brought him into a new place where he was promoted, 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 promoted. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. If you'll be obedient 
And what I love about this is some of you he's calling to lay down your life at baby case. Others of you, <laughs> the more challenging call might be for you, God's calling you to be up front. And you're like, I'm that servant heart, Lord. I'm not like those people who want to be up front. And the Lord says, I want you to grab the microphone. And you're like, demon, get out of me. <laughs> Lord, I don't know where the spirit of pride came from, but get out. Seriously, though, right? Seriously. Oh. I remember one night, one night at Water's Edge Church, it was after an immersed service. Um, Catherine Madison came up to Pastor John and said, I just, I feel like I'm supposed to share something from the front. And she did, and she came up, and I don't even remember what she shared, but it opened it up, and we had a three-hour immersed service as person after person started coming up. And that night, I got delivered from false humility when I came up and I shared something, and then I walked back to my seat, and God said, hey, Ryan, you rushed it. I want you to go get the microphone again. Oh, Lord. Everyone's going to think I'm full of myself. But he's like, Ryan, this is what you're called to. This is obedience to me. Some of you, obedience is going to look like walking on water. Some of you, obedience is going to look like raising up our children, like in the nursery. And it's real, and it's, and it's crazy because we qualify things like walking on water compared to nursery service, you know. But if, we've, if, we've, if we're just saying yes to what God is saying, or if we're being obedient to what God is saying, then it's, it's worth that in heaven, the same amount in heaven. This is crazy to think about, you know. It's just weird. God's economy is so weird. Um, no one is disqualified. I'm going to share a few stories. You guys good with stories? Come on. All right. Just because I love, we have, we are in the company of heroes. We have some people in this room that have done some crazy things for God. Um, Nancy's not here this morning. But Pat Shaw is here this morning, and I know there's a story. They were, some of you might not know this, but they've been a part of a, a women's prayer group that have interceded for revival in the UP. And there was one night that you guys were getting a word, and you jumped into lake, in the lake or something, right? Fully clothed, because God was saying, jump in or something? I probably slaughtered the story, but I love it! Because that, oh, that just moves me. Here's, the, they were at this prayer meeting, and, and Pat, Pat and Nancy, they're hearing the Lord say jump in, and they're fully clothed. And they just, the, the, there had to be a physical manifestation of what they were feeling spiritually, and they jumped in the water. Heroes. That's, I love that story. I love that story. I already shared the Catherine one. One time during home group, I'm going to call Kurt Reif out. One time during home group, we were sitting in a circle, and there was, uh, there was someone being ministered to in the center of the circle. And I've never seen someone so compassionately not let someone else stay in their own filth. As Kurt Reif said, no, 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 no. But it was so compassionate, but yet it was so bullheaded, you know? It was... It was a beautiful thing in God, and I got, I got to see this heroic father who was just so loving on this person being ministered to that wasn't going to let them just pass it off as saying, no, we're going to deal with this. No, 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 you got to deal with this. And they'd say, I don't want to go. No, you got to deal with this. Because he wanted her freedom probably more than she wanted it. It was awesome. Heroes. Who else do I have down here? I have down that me and Charlie are going for the record of the most people prayed for for healing without being healed. <laughs> We're neck and neck. I mean, it's anyone's contest at this point. Um, I say that in love because we, we believe in a God that moves. And you can line up a hundred theologians in front of me that says, Ryan, God doesn't move that way anymore. But because I've encountered it and I've seen it for myself, I know he does. Oh, and it encourages me every time that I hear Charlie share a story that he's like, man, I got to pray for this person for healing. And we do they heal? No, 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 but 
Like, man, we were pressing in for it. That's amazing. And the one healing I have seen, I got the word wrong. You guys, this is beautiful. So I was in, I, I used to sell electronics in American TV, and there was this older couple that came in to buy a TV. And once again, you know, like, God doesn't have the same spectrum, like, that we do, where it's like, I'll take words in church, God. He's different, you know. It t- took me a while to realize that he was going to give me words for people in Starbucks, but he was going to bring another person to hear the word. Oh, that was so annoying to me for the longest time. Because he wanted them to receive just as much. I always thought, why don't you give me a word, and then, like, no other guests come in the store, you know. There's got a person down there waiting for their coffee, and I'm giving this word, and they're hearing it. Trying to be like, what's going on? Anyway, but uh, the healing story. So I'm in American TV, and I'm with this uh, older couple who are buying this, like, 27-inch TV. And I just remember, because it's funny that, like, some people come in, and that's, like, a huge TV for them. So anyway, um, yeah. And, and the husband's, like, all about it. And you can tell the wife's just there, kind of like, whatever. So I'm walking her back to the terminal, and all of a sudden I see a picture of her hands. I see this picture of this lady's hands. So um, that's what God will do sometimes when he wants me to pray for healing. He'll show me a picture of something or he'll give me a word. So he gave me this picture. And so I look at the lady and I said, uh, do you have like pain in your hands? Do you have something going on with your hands? She goes, nope. <laughs> I've learned, and I've learned that like sometimes I'll just let it, you know, I'll just keep going with the sale. So that's what I did, you know. And she looks at me and she goes, uh, why do you ask, you know? That's awesome. So I'm like, well, you know, God will give me pictures of, of people that he wants me to pray for. Um, so that's what I do. And so then I pray for him and I minister to him, and that's what happens. So then I keep going with the sale. You know, I just left it at that once again. And so I ring them all up, and the husband's going around to get the TV, and me and the wife are walking together. And uh, she goes, I'll never forget this. She turns to me, and she goes, I don't have anything wrong with my hands, but will you pray for my legs? incredible pain in my legs. Come on. Are you getting that, those tinglys of like the lady who was like, Jesus is like, you're a dog. Don't come asking for healing. And the lady's like, hold on. Even the dogs eat the crumbs. Man, that was this lady. She was like, hey, I don't know who you are, but I'm desperate enough. I need a healing in my legs. You got the word wrong. You know, you saw my hands, but maybe you got something, you know? So, so, so at this point, I have not a whole lot of faith, right? So I wrapped my arm around her, and I said, like, hey, the kingdom of heaven is near you, blah, 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 like, whatever. So then I look, I look at her, and she goes, she says, the second you prayed for me, I felt cold starting at my feet, coming up my body. And she's like, I'm walking now, and I'm pain-free. And I'm like... It just happened. Oh, I love that story, though. I love that story because that's how God, God's always doing stuff like that. Like, I love that he gave me the picture of the hands. I just love it because he was wanting to pull the, every ounce of faith out of that lady. And she got it. She got her healing. She came back three hours later to, like, tell me that it's, all the pain is still gone. We made a really bad iPhone video of this lady testifying of her healing, come on. But it's, you know what? It's in Marquette, Michigan. It's in the UP. Why not here? Why not us? I can't think of a group that looks more like the original 12 disciples. Right? You guys know why he picked Peter, right? Because he was like, all right, I'll try it. Sure. What are we going to do? Come on. What do we have to lose? I often think... Listen to this, though. I often think that we were made to live in a culture of risk. We were made to live in this culture of risk-taking, of faith. And oftentimes when we're not living it is when we have to fill our lives with all these other things. Like, we have to get really fired up about sports. Like, why? Because we were called to live a live in a place of passion, in, in, a, in a culture of risk. 
And you know what's awesome? We've, we've established that here. Come on. I'm going to keep telling stories. There was, a night at, um, there was a night at NMU that we did a service, and the Lord showed up. And you guys know Cody Lieber? I don't know if you know Cody Lieber, but he's a hero. He's another hero of mine. And he came up to the front, and he had the microphone, and he begins yell, yelling in the microphone, come to Jesus. Like pleading with people to come to Jesus. Like that's, you know, it's different. <laughs> and it's awkward, but in that, in that season, it was exactly what the Holy Spirit was doing. And he told me later, he said, Ryan, I was going to go up there and give a simple word. He was just obedient. And all of a sudden, the heart of the Father came into his son, and he began to plead for people to come to Jesus because of one act of obedience. So cool. One time, Brent played a whole service of worship. Remember that? The Lord was moving on the worship, and he just, we just worshiped all Sunday. It was beautiful. But it's risk, and it's obedience. And maybe some people didn't get it. I, <laughs> oh, it's scary, though, right? You're cutting off the pastor. <laughs> Might not be asked to worship again. Come on. But we'd rather, you know what? And that's like something I have such a heart for our pastor. Because time and time again, like he lets me get up here. Come on. Talk about a culture, talk about a risk taker. <laughs> but seriously, he's, he's welcomed that atmosphere of saying like, I'm not going to just let anything happen in our church because I want to protect the hearts of people. But I'm going to make room for the Holy Spirit to move. And like, I just honor him for that. And honor him and Shar for that. Like, that's not, I can't imagine. Anyway, it wouldn't be, an, it's not an easy job, that's for sure. So I just honor that he's allowed that risk taking to take place. I remember seeing Pastor on the sidewalk praying for a guy in crutches. Come on, come on. Crutches is a hard one because it's like pass or fail. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not like something internal going on. Like, you're probably healed. Oh, man. When, this is another story about my wife. Like, when Charlie and Mary first came back from Reading and they got this impartation, they came over and they, and they prayed over Corey. And I'll never forget one of the most accurate pictures. And she saw this guy in a rugby shirt, orange and white, coming out of Family Dollar. Dollar General. And we were like, all right, Lord, we'll go there. And we get there. And there's, like, no one in the parking lot. Yeah, close. And I'm pretty sure me and Charlie are, like, trying to encourage her. We're like, well, you know, it, maybe it was this. You know, maybe it was that. All of a sudden, this guy in an orange and white rugby shirt comes out of Family Dollar and begins locking it. And we all had that come to Jesus moment. <laughs> oh, my gosh, God is real. <laughs> so then none of us knew what to do. We were uh, we started like, we came up to him, you know, because there's no easy way to start in on that. But we've learned, like, we've learned as we've gone, like, how, like an easier way of, like, breaking the ice with people and beginning to say, like, and I'll, rem- I'll never forget, like, it was really awkward until Corey pulled out the sheet of paper and gave it to the guy where she had written down orange and white rugby shirt, Dollar General, boom, boom, boom. And I saw the look on this guy's face when he realized the God of the universe had picked him out such a good word. So much fun. I love that I'm here. I love that I'm a part of this church. I love that I'm one of you. We are a congregation that is marked that despite of our oddities, our imperfections, we are running after more of God. Come on. Right? It is who we are. We believe he speaks. We believe he heals. We believe he moves. A church that believes God. And we go after it together. It's like who we are. And we're not perfect. Like, But we're going to go after this thing of obedience. And, you know, it's... Man, I have so many stories. Here's a great story. Gas station. I get Whitney Houston. 
I feel like the Lord says, Whitney Houston. So I go into the gas station attendants, and I'm like, hey, is any of you guys' names Whitney? Or, like, Houston, do those names mean anything to you? <laughs> the guy's like, the singer, you know? I was like, I don't know. What's it mean to you? I'm just getting the words, man. You're supposed to put it together. So I ask him. I ask uh, the girl. Neither of them. So I leave. That's going to happen. But you know what else is going to happen? Also this past week, I walk into a grocery store, and I walk by this girl, and I see, her, I see like red on her hip. Not like in the spirit. I just see her hips. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. That sounded bad, but it was just... Yeah, like in the spirit, like God was highlighting that. So I go up to her, and she's with her mom, and she's roughly my age, and I um, say, hey, do you have hip pain? Do you have like a hip out of a line? And she's like, no. I'm like, man, that's weird. And, uh, but her mom chimes in, and she says, when she was a baby, she had um, really bad, some sort of disease, and she had to be in a full body cast. Yeah. And, um, and what it was was God was just saying, I know you. And I said, hey, like I feel like this is for you then. And I just said, you're you're looking for a job, aren't you? And she said, yeah. And at this point, she began to tear up. And I said, uh, the Lord is bringing you into a new career field where you're going to be appreciated because you haven't been appreciated in the past. She begins weeping. And um, her mom is right there, and she's crying too. And I'm like, hey, like that's awesome. That's just what God had for you today. And uh, I begin to leave, and she's like, no, 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 no. you got to hug me. <laughs> you know. So I hug her, and then the mom who's crying too, she hugs me. But that woman had an encounter with God. So that's going to happen too. You never know. That's why it's faith. That's why it's faith. Come on. But I'll say all that to say, like, if I can do it, you guys can do it. There's really nothing special about Ryan. I mean, there is a lot special about Ryan. Yeah, come on. Right? I'm called, you know what though, you know what my calling is? I got a word, this is for everyone in this room. I got a word in Africa that said, Ryan, you're going to be amazing. You have a strong prophetic gifting. You're going to see amazing things happen to your life. And then he challenged me. He said, but the question is, will you raise up others to do the same? And I, like, I'm learning more and more about that where that's awesome if, I, if Ryan lives an amazing life and we tell stories and stuff. Come on. But I want, I, want, I want to just be a part of the group. I want to be, I want to be passed up. Come on. Come on, and everyone in this room is qualified. You hear from God. So we were watching this. Um, we were watching. <laughs> we, me and Corey were watching this Open Heavens conference from Bethel, and it was just, it was really, it was really ministering to my heart. And um, the guy really ministered from words of knowledge and. I thought it was pretty sweet, and I got a few, and then I realized what that meant. So who's, who's okay with me taking a little risk this morning? Okay, cool. This scares the crap out of me. Oh, Lord, bless me. So I'm going to take a risk. I, I just sat and listened to God and said, God, I'd love to hear about the people in this room. So I'm going to go for it. There's some really crazy ones, just to warn you. Anyway, okay, so the first one, when I asked the Lord, I, so if this relates to you, I'm going to ask you to, like, raise your hand or something, and we'll go from there. So the first one, when I was praying, I saw an old black and white silent film, and in the film, there's this guy who got out, opened a door for a girl. It was like a silent film where there's, like, music playing in the background, and I saw, it was like the... It was like back in the time when there was like the camera reels, you know, okay? And I saw a young couple on a date. It looked like, so there's like a young couple on a date. This is like a long time ago. And their names, I think, were Bruce and Barb. Is there like a Bruce and Barb here this morning? Or parents, Bruce and Barb? Or grandparents, Bruce and Barb? Anyone? Hmm. Bruce and Barb. Let me see what else I got for it. Um, is there a, this is a different one. Is there a Harriet here this morning? Harriet. Lord. Father. Back me up. Okay. 
I'm going to keep going through them all because I'd hate to miss someone. I also got a, <laughs> this is crazy, a Shyisha or a Cheyenne, and maybe the date of May 23rd might mean something to you. Shyisha. May 23rd is your birthday? You're not. Sh- You're not Shyisha. Come on. I'm going to just prophesy over you. Is that okay? Come on, stand up. What is your name? Eliza. Eliza, that's right. Dude, you want it. I got you. Um, I just feel like uh, the Lord gave me for you uh, while I was praying was, you'll step on the head of Satan. Um, I got that you will step on the head of Satan, that he has lied to you, and you will step on his head. Um, and do you, have bro- do you have brothers? Yeah, are they taller than you? Yeah. The Lord says you are like David. And though some have passed you over, God has chosen you to slay giants. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah, we just bless you, Eliza, to come into who you were called to be. Yeah. Come on. That's good. Yeah, amen. Amen. We just love you, Eliza. Come on, you're going to do great things. The Lord has a plan for your life. (laughs) I got a... I got three names here. Mary Beth. Mary Beth Daniels. So you're like a Mary Beth Daniels or McPhee. Come on. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Your name's Daniel? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Lord, yeah. We just bless it, Lord. Go ahead and stand up, Daniel. I'll see what I got for you. God, I just thank you, Lord, that he is um, just hungry for more of you, Father. He's hungry for more of you, Father. And I just thank you for his willingness to step out, Lord. And the Lord says you're an encourager. Yeah, the Lord says you're an encourager. And you're like, the Lord is going to bring you alongside of people, but you're to encourage them. I specifically see you like coming alongside um, like other men and, and speaking into their lives and saying, hey, like, no, 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 you can do this. Yeah, I feel like you're a believer in men, and God says you're a believer in God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hmm. And the Lord says he's not finished with you yet. Come on. More, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Yeah? No, 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 that's like, that happened all the time. Yeah, this is for you then. Go ahead, stand up. Come on. Oh, she, um, she said her grandma's name is Barb, and her grandma lived on Bruce Street. Barb and Bruce. Come on. Mm, thank you, Lord. And what was your name again? Sorry. Heidi, that's right. Heidi. Come on. The Lord says he's... Uh, He's taking you back to your first love. He's going to take you back to your first love. Come on. He's going to restore that with you. And um, I got actually the same thing that I just spoke over him, that the Lord says he's not finished with you yet. He has much, much more for you still to do. Come on. Thank you, Lord. And um, God says he knows you. He knows you. Come on. And the Lord says he's proud of you for the courage it took to stand up and say, this is for you. And in the same way, there's going to be situations where you're going to, um, you're, there's going to be situations coming forward where you say, that's for me. That's for me. Because in your, like, up till now, you've, you've kind of waited, right? You've kind of waited. And now the Lord's bringing you into the season where, uh, just like, kind of like what Charlie was saying, where you're going to lay hold of promises and you're going to say, these are mine. These are mine. And like, people will say, Whoa, 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 that's not for you. Whoa, 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 hold on, that's for someone more qualified. 
But God says, I've made you qualified in my eyes. Come on. And I have good plans for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm. Come on. Mm. And the Lord's just, there's just joy for you. I feel like there's joy coming for you. Like God has a lot of joy coming for you. And I see you happy at like walking in a lot of joy. Hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. That was so encouraging. Oh, man. It's always good to know you're not like, you know, <laughs> hearing things. Oh. All right, I skipped over this one because it like makes zero sense to me. So this one I'm going to like really like take a walk on on the limb. Everyone ready? Okay. I heard <laughs> Senor Battleschmidt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Senor Battleschmidt or Senior Battleschmidt. I'll prophesy for you, John. That's good. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And the Lord says you're going to be a part of like the group that's coming that's going to lay hold of these things, John. You're going to lay hold of these things that we've worked for, and you're just going to pick them up, and you're going to take them, and you're going to have them as your own. You're going to be able to walk in these things, John. And I feel like the Lord is also saying that um, um, he's restoring that which was broken, and he's mending that in your life. Yeah. And I see you. Um, I see this season as a, a sonship season for you, though, where you get to try a lot of things, but I also see, like, fathers coming and speaking into your life. Yeah, and you're going to hear those words, and they're going to just mark you. And you're going to be marked by those, John. And I, there's like, there is a John the Beloved call in your life, too. I really do, man. I, 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 I really see that on your life, where you're one who's called to just come into the presence of God and just be wrecked by him. And I see your heart going out around the room. I see your heart like going out around the room. You have like a heart for other people. You like I have a big heart for others. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Yeah, stand up. Who's got a word for her? Does someone have a word for her? I'll get you. I'll get you, but I'm sure I'll let someone else too if they want. What was your first name though? Lana. Lana? I'll look at I'll look at my notes real quick, but if someone gets something. And give it. The only thing I've written down for here is uh, you will take back the land that belongs to you. Come on. I don't know if something's been stolen from you in the past. But I feel like the Lord says you'll take it back. Come on. Lord. Yeah? Yeah? Come on. Wow, Lord. Just like open up your hands. Like God's going to. Yeah, Lord. We just bless Lana, God. We bless her, Lord. Thank you that she will take it back, Father God. And that, Lord, you're just going to bring restoration, Father God, for her, Lord. Wow. Wow. And the Lord just said, like, he's amazed at your courage, Lana. He's amazed at your courage. That's what God just told me. He's like, he's, I'm amazed at your courage, that you're willing to stand up. Wow. Thank you, Father, for Lana, Lord. Thank you for her heart, Lord God. And thank you that what was taken from her will be restored, Father It'll be restored, and I just see that it won't be just restored for you, but you're going to restore it for generations to come. Yeah, that you're going to be one who brings it for other people. You're going to bring healing for other people. As you encounter healing, you're going to bring healing for other people. And as you receive love, you're going to give love, Lana. Come on. And you just, I feel like the Lord just says you have a special place in his heart. You have a special place in his heart. And he says, today wasn't an accident. It was for you. Come on. This was your day, Lana. This is your day. Come on. And I just see like old patterns are just being broken off of your life too. Old patterns, things that you've had a hard time getting out of, the Lord's going to just bring you into your freedom. Even as you stood up, the Lord says he's broken those things off of you. They're not going to be a part of you anymore. Come on. It's by your courage, by your faith, standing up, saying, come on. Thank you, Lord, for Lana. Thank you, God, for Lana. Wow. Wow. Hey, do you have something? 
I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to share something that happened last weekend. Uh, I'm 66 years old. When I was five, I was sexually abused. And I lived under uh, that prison that uh, I've been living under an oppression mm -hmm. of shame. And But he set me free. And I am part of the body of Christ. You're all part of the body of Christ. And he is perfecting me, and he wants to perfect you. So if any of you are any, under any kind of oppression, or you know that you need to be set free, then come forward and ask for prayer. That's I just, good. Heavy on your heart. Okay. Come on. Wow. Thank you, Jan. That's huge. This may be your first experience with this kind of thing. You're going, what on earth is going on? Um, we treat the Bible as very, very precious and truthful to us. But what's the essence of Scripture? It's God speaking to man, right? Yes. Through humanity. And so what we take from that is that he still speaks to humanity today. And so what we've been exploring, particularly in recent years, is just how does he speak? You know, what is it? Is it just reading a, a, a verse and saying, aha, that's alive to me. I, was, uh, I think Proverbs 15.1 is one of the first verses that truly came alive to me after my mother had <laughs> said, you need to read this. And it was a, a soft answer, turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Uh, you can imagine what was going on in the house, you know, with my siblings. But it's like the Lord said, you, you've got to address this. You know, you've got to respond to what I have. And it was one of those moments where truly it came alive and it, it marked me. Well, there's, there's numerous ways that it happens, but... Even so, there are experiences that you read of in Scripture, but the implementation of that into today is often very, very complex or complicated, right? Because we're going, I haven't seen it around me, and I'm not sure. I just don't know. What we've tried to do in this congregation is, is treat it like a lab or an environment where you can explore and experiment with people willing to say, doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how much <laughs> you realize, but you know, for Ryan to stand up here is a very courageous act to start calling out things that way. It just is. But he didn't get there overnight either. You know, he's been working on this for years, and uh, you know, and even to be willing to say, I don't always get it right, but there are these amazing moments where God truly intervenes on a life as a result of acts of courage. And uh, we, we've grown to appreciate that. Um, very first time I was introduced to this kind of thing, uh, my kids have been asked to babysit at another church um, for a group of a series of meetings. And Char and I decided to go, and we said, it's interesting enough, we're going to go back the next night. And so our kids were sitting in three different places in the congregation. And uh, the guy that started calling him out started speaking over Heather's music, which has been really tied to her life. And uh, Adam, the day previous, had gone, I, I know God's calling me to ministry activity, but I can't do it. Dad doesn't stand still behind a pulpit. You know, he, he's a mover. You know, and, but there's more to his personality than that. And the first words out of the guy's mouth are, you're not going to be bound behind the pulpit. You know, and, and by then, Shar and I are both kind of eyes open, you know, something's going on. And then they brought Nathan up, and the guy starts speaking in tongues in kind of a guttural, um, I want to say Chinese. I don't know Chinese, but it, was, it had that oriental sense to it. And uh, it's the only time he did it in the meeting, and we're just kind of... And Nathan is laughing at the guy going, he's talking Chinese. You know, he's about 11 years old. He doesn't, you know, it's, who cares? You know, he's just going, that's pretty funny, you know. And, uh, but the guy's going, 
you're going to go to an almanide people, three distinct places, three different time periods. And of course, he's over on the edge of Asia now in New Zealand, which is a, like the open door to Asia and feels his whole life calls there. Even in that meeting or immediately after, his brother and cousin go, oh, Nate, you're going to China? You're going to get killed? You know, people get martyred there. So he, he shut down. He didn't, he didn't even allow that to be a part of his thinking for probably four or five years. And then God reined him back in, drew him in. And, you know, now has he gone chasing that because of the Lord? No, but it just kept getting affirmed and affirmed and affirmed. And what we're encouraging you is that when you hear a word over your life, it's not for you to go change direction and say, this is what I need to do. It's more, it should be, if it's truly from God, it should be clicking in your heart that something of his spirit is speaking to you just like it has been. This is like a confirmation. You take it and say, okay, that's one more word over my life. And uh, so I, I just encourage you, um, this is a safe place to even explore. Some of you this morning have had some things where you're going... I feel like God is speaking to me and he wants me to, to say something to someone. It doesn't have to be up front here. I just encourage you, find that person, pray over them, ask, may I do this? And uh, if they say, okay, go for it. You know? And if it doesn't come through right away, try it again. <laughs> That's all the advice we give you. But uh, we're going to worship in the Lord. What remains is open-ended. Um, God wants to do more today. You know, Ryan opened the door, but now you got to step through. And so he wants to seal that in some hearts this morning, okay? So let's stand and worship.